right. Uh, get hyped. Got it. Got it. Doom, 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 doom. We won this weekend. Nebraska won. Yeah. Two and two, baby. Get excited. Two and two. Two and two. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Siza and the Stash, two cats talking about sports. I'm Austin, the Stash, Postolka with me, as always, the one and only Parker Siza. Yes, hello, Austin. How are I, you? I'm good. I'm good. We, uh, we've we had a day of of being ready, being on call to talk about promotions. Yeah. And all I've wanted to talk about is the Huskers winning both in football and volleyball. Volleyball. That's and- all I've really wanted to do today. I'm yep. going to be honest. That's been my goal for the Monday is talk to Barker about Husker sports, and I haven't gotten to yet until right now. Well, this is uh, this is your time. This is your time. <laughs> this is our time. That's and, right. Uh, and let's do it. Let, let's get into it. Because, uh, yeah, Nebraska's 2-2 two and two now in yeah. football, Austin. We're 500 Absolutely. in football, which is cool. It's, it's, it is very nice. It is nice to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Yeah, it is. Uh, which hasn't always been the case. <laughs> it is really nice to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. It's, I'm trying not to be that fan. That's like, well, we should have blown these guys out. We should have. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying not to be that guy. Where I'm like sad that we didn't beat them worse because 28-14 is not like it says that we're like in the same realm right. as Louisiana. Well, Tech. does that also mean because uh, you know Michigan beat Rutgers thirty-one to seven? They yeah. were supposed to beat Rutgers by like twenty-eight points, you know, mm-hmm. but that was a really close game going. It was a closer game going into the fourth quarter. Michigan sure. scored some touchdowns late and won by twenty-four points. And uh, UAB and, and Georgia, I mean, Georgia won 49-21, but that was a game that was like one or two possessions difference in the second sure. half. So there's other teams that are like thinking the same thing. Uh, you know, there's uh, it's almost like college football is hard. It's almost like it's just hard. <laughs> it's hard to to execute at a very high level week in yeah. and week out and really just beat the teams that you should, but... Um, heck, you know, I mean, there were some good things about Nebraska on Saturday. There were some bad things, but, um, you know, w- winning is, is the most important winning thing. Winning so, is absolutely the so most important thing. Uh, we got to talk about, of course, Heinrich Harburg. <laughs> I love that you put that he was the leading passer. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> like, he, he was, yep, that is correct. He was the leading passer. 107 yards through the air, one touchdown. Uh, 183 yards on the ground and a touchdown there as well, including... Boy, oh boy! One of the greatest option runs we've seen yeah. in a in a couple decades. Seventy-two yard thing Just touchdown, a beauty. Yeah, and the the speed that he hit right at about midfield that was the most impressive yep. part. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's getting right at midfield, and and then boom, it's like a second. Second wind of mm-hmm. just acceleration, and he uh, he gets into the end zone. So he's fun cool. to watch. Yes, he he's so fun to watch, and he and he doesn't make. He hasn't made. The same mistakes that we saw with Jeff Sims. One and, turnover. One turnover through two games for yeah. him so far. Yeah. Whereas at this point we were at eight for Jeff Sims. Uh, no, because he had a couple of them were. Well, let me think. I don't know. He had he had he had the interception. He had two fumbles in the Michigan game. Mm. He had the two fumbles and the 
two interceptions. Yeah. So maybe it was uh, maybe it's seven, six or seven turnovers for Jeff Sims that he's accounted for. But yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, way, obviously not good. Way right. more than Heinrich Harburg. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. so it is. He is fun to watch. He is a. He's as like Nebraska as you get when right. it comes to like when you think of the good old days of Nebraska football. You Heinrich Harburg like embodies that it feels like yeah he's he running the football power offense yeah. I, I we talked about this I joked I, I joke a little bit on what I comp- on who I compared him to last week and that was yeah. Tim Tebow mm-hmm. like okay he's not he's not the level of Tim Tebow but he brings that to your team he brings that that passion uh, the seeming on field passion because you know you see him kind of going for for runs and he's trucking guys over and then you know that little like fist bump getting yeah. up off the ground like like that's that's just football. the extra that's just the extra stuff that fires fans up it fires your team up and uh, and he's able to do that and he's also able to kind of capture the fan base probably because he's a Nebraska guy being a Carney Catholic kid yeah. uh, being a Carney you know obviously you know local Nebraska kid who had been here a couple of years under the last head coach and and never got that shot now a new head coach comes in and now he's been in the program for a few years he gets that shot it's going to be this like you know cool story Cinderella story regardless and and people have kind of captured that a little bit and you know he's winning football games he's two and two uh-huh. as, as a starting quarterback so uh he, he's gonna he's gonna get the hype he's gonna get the love and uh the question is, how long will that continue? Will it continue, yeah. and, and how, how will that look here? As they've got some pretty good games coming up, some pretty big teams uh, that they're going to be playing, and it starts with number 2 Michigan on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I also want to point out, before we get into controversies and before we get into anything that really is going to kind of be the meat of the conversation, yeah. can we talk about Anthony Mother yeah. Grant? <laughs> I'm going to bleep it because that's a hard one. Yeah. But put some respect on that man's name. Anthony Grant was incredible. Yeah, he was everything you wanted. 22 carries, 139 yards, had a Should touchdown. Should have been, been, been two. two. Yeah, yeah, but one was called back for a holding. But, uh, yeah, he that was one was like, like 60 yards. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the bell cow. The bell mm-hmm. cow back, which is what uh, he, he had been before, and you kind of knew, okay, he's got to get his 20 Two, well, he got 22. He's got to get his 20 to 25, probably more than 25 uh, in a game like this. He's going to be asked to do stuff like this, probably even to a, a greater scale in the games and the teams that they're going to have coming up in the future. But he was what you wanted. And, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't obviously, didn't fumble the ball, didn't hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. And, and one thing, too, a- after the game, Rule uh, mentioned this. I don't have this clip, but Rule mentioned post game uh, when he was like, the best thing that I saw Anthony Grant do today, and this is something that they've been trying to get him to do in practice, is on that Thomas Fedoni touchdown where Har- Harburg threw the ball, Fedoni had it. There was a really good run block or a pass block on the play yeah. by Anthony Grant. And, and Rule said, like, I wanted to punch Anthony in a good way. Like, I wanted to go over there and go, like, dude, yes, that's what we need from you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that that's, I think, another good sign for him yeah. too is he's starting to learn the position more and and uh, it's more than just you know elusive carries and, and getting yards but you know run block pass block mm-hmm. stuff like that he's starting to get that so hopefully that continues for him absolutely and i mean we're gonna need all of the firepower yeah. against michigan because i mean michigan you, you talked about it a little bit you know they they went up against rutgers and rutgers looked better 
than you would have anticipated yeah. Rutgers to look. It was 14 to, to 7 for a long time in yeah. that game. 14 to 7, finished 31 uh, 7, but yeah, it was uh it was close. It was yeah. it was a, it was a closer game than you would have expected, which means that Nebraska is going to have to capitalize on some of these breakout performances, yeah. but the question stands. Heinrich Harburg. Yeah. Is he the guy? Jeff Sims, he came in for one snap yeah, because didn't of Harbor. Did he? Yeah, no, he didn't know what he, he was doing. He didn't know what he was doing. It right. looked like he wasn't even planning on being in the game at all. Yeah. And so, but he was still suited up. And then he immediately has one play where he's like, oh, "Am I going yeah. this way? I'm supposed to go this way." Which like, I kind of want to go. Okay, but part of me wants to go. Well, okay, it was an unfortunate. Like the you know Harbor got his helmet knocked yeah. off. That, that, and then you have like 10 seconds to decide, like, boom, get out. Now, you should have that down pat, right? You should have Absolutely. that down. Yes, but uh, I'll, I'll maybe slide him a little bit more than other people will. Of Okay, it's just one play. Like, that's that's a throwaway play anyway when your quarterback gets knocked out of the game. Sure. And then he's got to come back in. I get it, though. I do get that. that. Yeah. That's kind of the point, though, yeah. is that, like, he consistently has things happen that are his fault. And... Part of the whole Matt Rule, at least the way that Matt Rule carries his team and the way that he carries himself about his team is that we're all about focus, we're all about learning, we're all about, you know, all of these things. And it seems like Jeff Sims just didn't. Yep. And like, yeah, sure, it's an unfortunate situation, but like every team has unfortunate situations yep. every single game. And you're either ready for it or you're not. And Jeff Sims clearly wasn't. was not ready for it in that moment. Yeah. You're right. You're and right. so it just it adds to the negative conversation that Jeff Sims is surrounded by. Um, the real question about the whole Jeff Sims situation is, is Amigos mad that they spent money on the Jeff Sims meal? <laughs> or uh, John Deere. Like, John Deere, yeah. he's got a big NIL thing with John Deere. Right. What, what do they think? Are they, oh, like, goodness. Like, I mean... Getting all this advertisement, all this money to him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, in, 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 re- then in turn, you're getting, like, some good publicity off of it because sure, he's absolutely. talking about it and he's also playing. He's not playing and he, I don't know if he's, you know, talking about the Amigos combo uh, at all, or, or or getting on a combine or, or uh-huh. whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's, it can't be can't be fun for for those no. businesses. Be hey, it should be bi- a lesson. Should be a lesson for all of you nil people out there that uh, all you know, nil is great. Nil yeah. is awesome. But uh, let's think a little bit. Like this should be a lesson. Just. Just imagine, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket before you've even seen the quarterback here before, <laughs> right? Like, like, let's look, see what he looks like. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, okay, who is going to be the guy? Who's Jeff be the Sims guy? or Heinrich Harburg? Let's get to Matt Rule. This is what Matt Rule said today on who the starting quarterback is going to be going forward against Michigan. Uh, here's a spoiler alert. He does not give an answer. Matt, oh. I play the guy I think gives us the best chance to win. So, oh. um, it's unique in that I have a guy that was the starter that, you know, couldn't couldn't finish the game really, and then I had another guy that was a starter this past game that couldn't finish the game. So I had two quarterbacks that couldn't finish the game. So for me to sit up here on a Monday and say this is what's happening, I don't. I, I mean, this isn't like gamesmanship. I mean, both guys do the same thing really. So it's not like it's. I, I just you know, I'm, I, my job is to get everybody ready because we you know Chubba was going into the game as the number three and he was down there at the end of the game playing right. So we get Chubba reps. You know, this, everything we do is. Reps, 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 um, because um, I don't know who's going to play. I don't know who the hero is going to be this week. I don't know who the hero is going to be next week. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. So we'll just we'll just we know we we just try to split the reps because we get so many reps because we're always doing multiple drills. You know, it's the it's the Nebraska way, and we do it. So that helps us in in you know as as opposed to most teams. He says a lot. He talks a lot, doesn't he? he? Does talk just kind of goes and goes and goes. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot in there. What what do you think? Well, I think that once again, Matt Rule is a king of pandering. He is saving a, face is maybe a, another way to put absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to call it pandering. Yeah. He he panders to a Nebraska audience and he does so at the very like he does it throughout that clip, especially at the end when he goes, you know, it's the Nebraska way. It's yeah. we everybody gets reps, everybody gets reps. You're t- hold on. You're telling me it's not that the Alabama way. Not the the Alabama way is t- totally different. Other people, right. some people don't get any reps. Right. Right. No, no, no. This is the Nebraska way. Everybody gets reps here. Like, come on, cut the crap, man. Like, I get it. You're trying to like he he truly is a, a pandering king, and I and I mean that in the nicest way possible. You know, I I'm not whole. I don't think he that could makes be him a, a bad different guy. way. He could be a different like be a total. You know, he could be a total Bill Belichick to the media and be like, sure. you know, we're not going to talk about that this week. You know, right. we, we don't care. Uh, yeah. it, it's going to be Heinrich or Jeff, whatever. You'll see. Like, he could right. be that. So I don't, He yeah, absolutely yeah. could be that, 100%. <laughs> and so I prefer this yeah. <laughs> over that. But for the number of people that freaking love Matt Rule, yeah. I, I'm just like, I bet you're, you fall for every single advertisement you ever see like you're driving down the road you see a billboard for mcdonald's and now you're like man i could really go for some mcdonald's you know what i mean like <laughs> it works, not that it works. Yeah, 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 you're 100 yeah. right i'm just saying <laughs> good good comparison all i'm saying is what did he say in that clip he said that we practice and he's got two quarterbacks that couldn't finish a game which is totally fair okay it's a Monday clip. I get it. He's not going to have an answer. Mm-hmm. The the depth chart has come out, and it has an or. Yep. It's either going to be Heinrich Harburg or it's going to be Jeff Sims. We know that. It's not an injury thing. We know it's not an injury thing mm-hmm. because otherwise there would be more conversation about that, on either that on social media yeah. or whatever. There is no conversation about Jeff Sims being hurt. There is no conversation about Heinrich Harburg uh-uh. being hurt. Even Heinrich did come out, but they said you know there was that weather delay. He went yeah. back in the locker room. It felt a little bit tight. The game, I think Matt Rule thought, was won at that mm-hmm. point by Nebraska. So he's just like, let's just put Chuba back out there. Absolutely. I don't think they're worried about Heinrich being hurt. And I don't think they were worried about – I think I think Jeff Sims was healthy, ready to go on, I think on Saturday. So. They just didn't, didn't want to put him in. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. I think that gives you your answer of who's going yeah. to start. Yep. On Saturday, it's it's going to be Heinrich Harburg, yep. and it's because he has gone through two games, granted against lesser opponents, but he has gone through two games relatively unscathed. One fumble that really wasn't his fault. I mean, yep. versus versus things that were very clearly Jeff Sims's fault, right? Yep. Like, of course, throwing in triple coverage, throwing in yeah. triple coverage, like that. I think that. Based on the tape in front of us, Heinrich Harburg is the starting quarterback for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Do you have an argument for anything no, else? I don't. I agree with you. He should be the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. The way he has played and the way that it just appears that... Uh, and I don't know because it's tough to say because I'm not in practice. I do watch these games and I do see that there just seems to be a different kind of energy when he's on the field yep. making plays 
than when Jeff Sims has been on the field making plays. Now, Nebraska's losing those games that Jeff Sims is out there for. Sure. So how can the, you know, energy and morale be that high when a game's like that tense? And, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're winning, you're doing well against Heinrich. So, so the energy seems to be good. And, and the way that Nebraska has established a very solid identity under Heinrich Harburg, I think is good too. Let me give you some yes. numbers here. Nebraska right now is the number one team in college football in rush defense. They stop the run. Whoa. And they're the number six team in rush offense. So they average about 280 uh, yards on the ground so far this season, 200 uh, around there. So that's that's about sixth in college football. They want to run the football, and they want to stop the run. Mm-hmm. And Heinrich Hart, now he doesn't play defense, but you know, that's kind of the whole thing of the Big Ten. Run the football, stop the run. So they've helped develop this identity under Heinrich Harburg that um, you know I think I think will work for them offensively and uh, if you want to if you want to go with that identity attack that identity and use that as a game plan going into Michigan and hope that you win a, a football game that's like that where you run the football because you know Nebraska they can't really pass it right now right yeah. I mean it, it's tough Heinrich doesn't throw a great ball downfield missed some throws had a had a good throw there to Thomas Fedoni but mm-hmm. misses a lot of those down the sideline one-on-one coverage with the DB and the receiver and you just got to put it in a spot for your DB or for your wide receiver to go get it I I don't know if Heinrich's really there so what do I think? Like, how, how should they attack this game if they go with Heinrich Harburg? They want Heinrich to run for 130 yards, mm-hmm. score a touchdown, hopefully two, and they and you know, but they're they're going to get you know around 100 passing. They can't get much more than that. Uh, so you know, you, you want to get 240, 250 yards of total offense in this game. Try to find it. However, you do that some way. You know, Anthony Grant's going to get some carries and, and some yards too. Other guys, but uh, you want to win a, a 14 to 10 ball game with your defense. Mention, mention the defense, number one in the country, Absolutely. rush defense. Michigan's going to try to run the football, and they're probably going to get over 100 yards, but Nebraska's really going to do well stopping them. I'm confident in saying that because this is uh, this is a, a great rush defense. So um, we'll, we'll just attack, go with Heinrich, attack the game plan, and, and then see what happens. Now, saying all of that, mm-hmm. saying all of that, where I think Jeff Sims comes into play is this. We did just talk about Jeff Sims. Heinrich Harburg should be the starter, blah, blah, blah. Michigan's a good team. I think Michigan's going to give Nebraska some problems, and I even worry with the Heinrich Harburg offense trying to run that football, trying to execute that game plan. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. Heinrich's not that level of player. Where Jeff Sims comes into play is, and I know we haven't seen it because he's been picking the ball Jeff Sims is a better thrower of the football, as crazy as that is to say. Okay, you look at you look at some of his what he's been able to do. There's a uh, there was like a three minute highlight clip that they put out on Twitter of just balls that Jeff Sims has thrown in, in the past at, at Georgia Tech mm-hmm. and and through the years. I mean, he can he can sling it around, and, yeah, and he can. He can make not always, smart decisions. Not always, well, okay, all right. You're giving him a lot of credit for that one. <laughs> he can make smart can. decisions, technically. But So what I wonder is, and this is just me projecting, sure. when Nebraska is struggling to run the football against Michigan with the Heinrich Harburg team, do they pull the trigger and try to attack another way with their offense to try to get the ball elevated downfield if they can't run the football. Do they trust Jeff Sims' arm more than Heinrich Harburg's arm? I don't know that, oh. but but I think uh, I think you're gonna. I think you might reach a situation in this game with Michigan coming up where they're gonna have to start to do some more things, uh, be more versatile on offense, and 
even though we I, we've said all those things about Heinrich and I agree with all of it, I do think Jeff provides that versatility a little bit more than Heinrich does. Even if Heinrich deserves to be the starter and deserves to have the spot and does give your team a good chance to win the game, I just don't think this Michigan team is going to let Heinrich get the football going downfield, mm-hmm. get him to run the football, and forget about Heinrich trying to throw some balls down the sideline. I mean, the, the, sure. the touchdown he had to Thomas Fedoni was a horrible pass. Thomas yeah. Fedoni had to catch that like on his back. I mean, it's amazing he caught the ball. So yeah. that's what I worry about with Heinrich. Now, again, yeah, Jeff Sims, he throws picks. He throws. He's, he has thrown some good balls this year. He's thrown some good balls downfield. He, mm-hmm. If he were to play in this game, he needs to do that, and they need to... Uh, I mean, he needs to be smart if if they end up going with Jeff. But uh, if they go with Heinrich, attack that game plan, run the football, stop the run. Even if you can't get it that many points, that many yards, you you better win like a you know seven to three ball game. Then you you sure. better hope your defense stops. So those that's kind of what I'm thinking about going I, into I'm, this game. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I if you go with Heinrich, I don't think that there is a chance in the world that they switch. If they have a chance to win the game, uh, or or make it, or if it's close, if it's like fourteen points in, in the in the third quarter, is kind of where my mind goes. So yeah. it's like maybe now we need think, to start. Yeah. I don't think that happens. I I think I think making a switch at quarterback. I think that I think that hurts everybody rather than rather than like oh I'm putting in the the guy for the situation. Yeah, that it's the old adage: if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Right. right. And so that's kind of that situation, right? We we have this throwing quarterback who can throw the football, but we have to bring him in at certain times. You don't have a quarterback then. Mm-hmm. What I think the bigger thing that needs to happen is if you take a look at what passing touchdowns uh, Heinrich Harburg has, or he only has the one. He's got the Fedoni one. Yeah, and then he well, or, uh, he had what he had a. a, a a Fedoni one last week. Billy as well. Kemp last week. Billy too. Kemp last week. And then uh, he uh, Heinrich, or was that Chuba that threw it to Fedoni in the Colorado Chubba. game? It was a Colorado game. I think Chuba yeah. might have thrown it to Fedoni. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But but if you take a look at his successful passing plays, the reason why they are successful is because the routes complement and force guys off of each other, yeah. and forcing switches, that sort of stuff. That is more important to me than trying to get these one-on-one balls to the to the sideline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it, because you're 100% right. Heinrich Harburg isn't that guy. And so let's not make, force him to be that right. guy. I, I would argue Jeff Sims isn't that guy. And so let's not put those kinds of plays in the playbook for this week. Instead, sure. we need to run we need to run a bunch of crossing routes. We need to run a bunch of uh, of of play action. We need to figure out a way to Make these option looks turn into option passes, definitely, and yeah. just little 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 pops, right? We're not looking for bombs. We're looking for just getting people open, so that way Harburg can make the smart pass, and which he which he clearly can do. He can make a good pass to a guy within yeah. fifteen yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's the all check we downs, need, baby. Checkdowns, yeah, check baby. Checkdowns. Cash those checkdowns yes. into yards. Yep. That's more important to me, and I think because and I think Matt Rule would agree with that. Yeah. Being smarter than Michigan is what you're going to have to do because clearly they have the better athletes. <laughs> clearly they have the the coaching staff that has been there longer with the guys, and so they've got that team camaraderie. They've got more talent when it comes to who their their specialists <laughs> are, 
And what it comes down to to win this game is good coaching and having Matt Rule and his coordinators put something yes. together in a way that Michigan isn't ready for. Yep. And how do you do that? Well, they get paid the big bucks, so they're going to be the ones to figure it yeah. out. And if this turns into a blowout, I think it. I don't think it falls necessarily on the players unless they like give up. Like you know, there are times where like, yeah, this blowout's on the players because they're the ones playing the game. But if this game is close, which I think it will be, because our defense is phenomenal and it's going to stay phenomenal, I think that the reason why. Nebraska wins this is because Matt Rule and the offensive coordinator are smarter than the Michigan coaches. <laughs> and I just don't know if that's I don't know if they have enough buy-in from the guys yet to make that a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's this is such a long shot to for the Huskers to win. And so for us to like talk about it being close, yes. yeah, it is, is kind of a amazing. long shot in it's and of itself. That we're here. Right. It's amazing that we're here so, talking about that. I, yeah. uh, I I do agree. And and like I said right at the start, that's just that how I could see them go to Sims. That's why. That that's right. why they would. If if it starts to struggle, but I do agree with you. It could lose the locker. It could create not not lose the locker room. Create a little rift. I, yeah. I guess I, I don't. I don't really know how to describe that. Well, not in, but I, I. I definitely agree that it could do that if if you take Heinrich out. But um, because but anyway. there's not yeah. like there hasn't been that camaraderie. At least, and like you said earlier, they were losing football games. Right. So so not seeing the camaraderie around Jeff Sims is not necessarily a Jeff Sims problem. It's, it's a, a losing, win, It's a right. losing problem. Yeah. So you're right. But man, wouldn't that just be weird? Like, all right, you're down by two scores. I don't trust in this quarterback enough to do it. So I'm going to bring in another guy. It's it's just you weird. See it. You do see it. The, but, it's but, a huge. Yeah. Mo- it's a huge. Like, it's not a. This is not like in years past where people have been like, man, I don't know if the starter can do it. What about the second string guy? <laughs> This is not that, and so it would be a real halt to momentum. That's true because this this Jeff Sims was the starter. We exactly. we learned that he he couldn't do it, so right. so they went with the other guy. Then you go back, yeah, right. It, it, he's in such a predicament. But but I I the way Heinrich has played, stamped. You're you're in. That, you're that's in. it. Like like yep. just the way he has played and he has won games. I I hope he goes out there against Michigan, plays the full four. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets a win. The, Dude, like, like, don't like, even don't but, even get me on this. But, don't even know. start trying to force feed me Kool Aid because I've been trying so hard to just reject the Kool Aid for a while. Because like Michigan two and two. Yeah, yeah. Michigan is the Michigan's number, number two, two. Number two. They and have then, not played at all like the number two team in the country the entire just, year. Oh, you're doing yeah, it. They to haven't, me they again. haven't done it. Oh, you're doing it to me again. <laughs> Tell me more. Give me more. Give me more why Nebraska uh, could, could actually do this. Austin, Nebraska's uh-huh. defense averages 1.8 yards. That's not even a full two yards a carry. That's number one in college football. Oh, 1.8 yards stuff. for carry. Blake Corum, one of the best uh, running backs in college football there for Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're going to be able to just stuff that guy right at the line. And uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them to move the football. Yeah, I think Coach Harbaugh knows. He knows the last time he came into Lincoln, it was a dogfight. They were so lucky to get out of Lincoln with the win, uh, 32-29 back in 2021. 
you know, Adrian Martinez fumbled the football. That's right. Uh, it, when when clearly he thought the whistle was blown, but it was not. So it was a fumble, but he was like, I was I was kind of staying upright and getting pushed like that. That whistle should have been blown. It was not. It was a fumble. Michigan got the ball. They won the game. Harbaugh was so blessed to get out of there with a win. Mm-hmm. He knows it's going to be the same thing this Saturday, and his team's going to have to be on it. Uh, it's going to be a raucous crowd, and and they the other team, the team in uh, in red and white. Harbaugh's uh-huh. thinking they got a they got a guy like Tebow on that. Yeah, team, you know they got and, <laughs> and Harbor Harbor only one fumble. Yeah, that wasn't his fault. Yep. That guy hangs onto the football. He holds right. it high and tight. Oh yep. no! Am We're I gonna... gonna pick Nebraska uh, to win again? <laughs> yeah. Am I gonna do it? We'll see. We'll see. We're making picks Thursday, right? Because we're gonna do. Yeah, we're, we're making gonna do picks another. On we're gonna do another podcast. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh goodness. Uh, anything? Right. Anything else from that? From that game that you saw, did you see? Uh, speaking of Adrian Martinez, did you see Adrian and Taylor Martinez? They yeah. they had a, they had a picture together before the game. So you know, it's like that Spider Man meme where they're just like you know the you 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 yeah yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was Taylor and Adrian together for the first time. Two of like obviously like warriors. I, I would mm-hmm. say like Adrian, um, you know. Obviously, he was the quarterback of the Scott Frost era, which we don't ever want to think about again here. But <laughs> but Adrian was just so fun to watch. He was Absolutely. a he w- you know he he played half a season with a broken jaw, a wired jaw. Mm-hmm. You know that when would they say that was that was like twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? I can't remember. But yeah, he did that. And then uh, Taylor, like you know, Taylor gets hurt six games into his freshman year in in twenty ten. That really wasn't well talked about, but then after the fact, it was documented just how bad that was and how it yeah. derailed his momentum his freshman year. He would have been a guy that would have gone to New York for the Heisman. Well, yeah, thing. I mean, there it, were yeah. a lot of people that that had him as yeah. a Heisman, yep. truly having Heisman moments. Yep. I mean, yep. I'll never forget. Was it against Kansas State? The that the seventy nine yard Probably. B- yeah. broken play. Uh, he he's look ro- roaming around looking. He gets flushed out of the pocket, and then he takes off on his own and just it yep. goes eighty yards for a score. Yep, yep. I mean, one of one of the most gifted athletes he, that he has had, ever played. In he Nebraska. had Heisman all over his name. His yeah. freshman year, his true freshman year, when there was a conversation on if it was going to be, uh, oh, what was that that kid's name? He ended up transferring to Baylor. Uh, Ooh, Cody, Cody Glenn, Cody Green, I think. Something uh, like that. Quarterback, Cody Green, maybe 2010. And then, you know, it was either going to be him or Taylor. And then, you know, they announced Red, or the true freshman quarterback, Taylor Martinez. I remember I was like 15, like, what? Yeah. Like, you're starting a guy who just got a – but, gosh, he, he took Nebraska by storm. So he, he got inducted into the Nebraska Football Hall of Fame on Saturday. And well Adrian deserved. is uh, now no longer trying to pursue a football career. He obviously graduated from – or uh, finished at K-State football last year was on the practice squad for the Detroit Lions uh, in the fall right before uh, the season started got cut there and now he's a, a business intern uh, with Nebraska Athletics which is pretty cool so it is really uh, cool yeah so uh, it was you know nice the to see them both people together. that think that uh, Taylor and Adrian are siblings and it's so funny because now that photo exists yeah. of the two of them next to each other, and they can't look more different. Right. No, they're no. two completely yeah. different human beings. Yeah. But I, I think that even like my little brother, uh, you know, my brother Lucas, I think uh, even as late as like last year was like, yeah, I mean, that that mom has to be so proud. Yep. <laughs> yep. Two boys. Oh goodness. But brothers from another mother. Or that's right, man. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Good for them. Glad glad that uh 
Taylor Martinez got inducted, and uh, good to see Adrian Martinez back with the Scarlet and Cream, yeah. brother. It's good yeah. stuff. Uh, okay, we have a list of other things from college football. Which one do you want to run with first? This was an interesting weekend for, like, clout, you know? Yes. You know, like, uh, just stuff that's said during the week, and, man, they really got to you like that? Like, that really made you emotional? Yeah. So that was there were two different instances where that happened this week. Uh, why don't we start with, Austin, what was a really big game on Saturday, Ohio State and Notre Dame? It was It's the most watched game in college football now. Ohio, uh, Ohio State won a really good game. Uh, 17 to 14 over yeah. Notre Dame on, on Saturday. And, well, you know, kind of going into the week, obviously a lot of buildup, a, a lot of hype for it. Um, Lou Holtz was on the Pat McAfee show on Friday and uh, was talking about Ohio State and uh, the game coming up. You know, he's a former ball coach for the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. That's and, right. Um, he uh, was uh, talking about Ohio State and, and kind of how they are. Here was the clip, and then I'll play you how Ryan Day responded after they won. But first, got to hear this Lou Holtz clip. And you look at Coach Day, and I coached at Ohio State under Woody Hayes. We won the national championship when I was there. That's right. So I'm proud of that. However, he has lost to Alabama. Georgia, Clemson, Michigan twice, and everybody that beats them does so because they're more physical than Ohio State. And I think Notre Dame will take that same approach. Now, Ohio State wins on the last second. They go one yard, and they uh, get into the end zone as time expires. They beat Notre Dame. A few seconds later, Ryan Day on the field talking with the reporter, Coach, you knew this one wasn't going to be easy, but it came down to the wire. And what can you say about the performance from your quarterback, Kyle McCord, to finish that drive? Toughness. Toughness. That's it. Physicality, cross the board, finish it off, having guts. You know, like I like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. And oh. it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. Oh. I'm going to to be Ohio. Kids, we got a tough team. Goodness. <laughs> it's always so, been Ohio against the world. Lou got to him. The best, uh, like... The 95-year-old Lou Holtz yeah. got to him? How 86, old is Lou Holtz? 86-year-old 86. Lou Holtz. I, I only learned that this morning, too, because <laughs> somebody exactly said the same thing. They're like, yeah, the 86-year-old Lou Holtz got to him. I saw it. There was like a... It was like a Family Guy gif of like Peter just walking by and just punching somebody. That's all it was. <laughs> but it was just like the funniest thing I saw right after the game. It was like if Ryan Day walking off the field, he just sees Lou Holzer just <laughs> just punches right an eighty-six year old man. So yeah, I mean, just get, got angry with some words yeah. that were shared over the weekend, and uh, I wouldn't say there, there's another instance here now with Oregon and Colorado. So Oregon's yeah. head coach Dan Lanning. A little bit before the Colorado game. Obviously, Oregon, Colorado with the uh, CU Buffs and, and Coach Prime. Coach and Prime. Uh, we coming, we coming. And uh, and all that. I mean, you know, really, really hyped. And uh, you know, Coach Lanning said some things to his team in the locker room uh, before the game en route to their dominating 42-6 to win over Colorado. So all of this like proved to be, hey, you, you got your team to work, pump up. But, uh, man, Buffs, Buffs fans were not happy about that. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You're talking your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man. 
right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference, right? There's a difference, right? This game ain't going to be played in Hollywood. It's going to be played on the grass, right? It's going to be played on the grass. Okay. Woo! Yeah. That's spicy. That's spicy. That... You see the video of him. Like, he's yeah. so red-faced talking. Well, I mean, we talked we talked about this last week about how Colorado should be the villains for everybody, but they end up not being because everyone pokes and prods yep. them in this way. But, I mean, that's the kind of hero against the villains yep. that, that all of the non-Buffs fans want to hear, right? Yep. And then to come out and just punch them in the mouth like they did? Yep. It I mean, worked. come on. It worked for Coach Landing. Now, Coach Sanders... After he full well acknowledged they got he, he called it an old fashioned butt kicking is yeah. what he called it after the game he he knew what that was but I, I, he wasn't a fan of those words uh, that Coach Lanning said here was Dion uh, after their loss I don't say stuff just to say it for a click you know contrary to what some may say but uh, yeah I, get, I keep receipts uh, but I'm serious I analyze and I understand what we're up against and what we have and what we need. One thing that I could say honestly and candidly, you better get me right now. This is the worst we're going to be. You better get me right now. Now, somebody, yeah, I, I got messengers. God bless him, though, man. He's a great coach. He did a great job. God bless him. He can take their shots. They won. I don't shoot. I don't do that. They won. I don't shoot. What do you think about mm. that? You looked at me, right, as he said, as I don't shoot. They they take their shots. I, I don't shoot. The problem is, is like, I was like, oh, yeah, you don't shoot. But then I, like, kept thinking, and every single week, it was the other side shooting at Colorado. Yeah. Like, Coach Prime doesn't take shots. Like, he, he doesn't. He responds with his own shots. Yep. Like he, he But he never shoots first. Which is... It's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Now, Norvell, obviously, the week before, he yeah. has the whole thing about the, you know, my mom told me to take my hat yep. off, to, uh, you know, all that. Uh, we're going to... I'm going to say this until the end of my time being a Nebraska football fan, which will be the end of my life, but mm -hmm. Matt Rule did not do anything to disrespect Colorado. Absolutely. Uh, he went on the field for a purpose to gather in thought and prayer before the game and not disrespect that CU Buffs logo, but they took it as disrespect, and they kind of ran with it and, and all of that. Then there's all the things that TCU said yes. uh, before they ended up playing Colorado. So, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it, it really hasn't been uh, Colorado, but man, there are a lot of interesting things there that Dion said and um, you know who, who knows if he's going to be wrong either I mean mm -hmm. you better get us now like you better get us right now this is the worst we're going to be uh, which is you know obviously well, scary uh, foreshadowing it is it is funny because I don't think of Dion as I was having this conversation over the weekend I don't think of Dion as a developer I think of him as a guy that attracts talent, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, which is very clear from the from the team that he has compared to the team that Colorado had last year. Whereas Matt Rule is known as this developer, and so in theory, this is exactly how it should play out. Dion should one hundred percent at doing Colorado versus Nebraska. This is how it should go. Dion should absolutely wipe the floor with Nebraska, and Colorado should wipe the floor with Nebraska year one. However. Year three, Nebraska should be handily beating Colorado because that's how development works, right? We're supposed to be at our lowest, and if you attract talent instead of garner, or instead of growing talent, 
then you're always going to be at that same level. That yeah. that level can be very high. Yeah. Clearly, Colorado is a very good program, a very good team right now. But that talent isn't going to grow, like you know what I mean. It could, so it could be gone the, could the very gone. next year, and and that that could be hard to sustain year over year. Whereas exactly. program development, the whole yes. point is is year after year after year. So exactly, um, yeah. So. It's it's uh, hey, it's it's contrasting styles. I will say though, there are people on his Dion staff, and this is where Dion's smart because I agree he's not like he's not a coach that's going to take this like. Two star, three star type kid. Not him personally. Yes. He does have guys on his staff though, and and I think he knows that he needs to try to get those guys on his staff to develop those players. Sure. But, but you're right. First and foremost, he he wants to get the best player from Miami, Florida, you know, yes. or uh, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, come up to the middle of the country in Colorado and and get them up here, for, you know, to play. So absolutely. Yeah. And so it, I will say, after this whole Oregon, Colorado shenanigans and and Colorado getting absolutely walloped. I'm excited to not have to talk about Colorado for a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to just be like, all right, they're doing their thing. It's over. We're good. All right. But I saw so many people that that had that are Buffalo fans and being like, you think this is it? This is maybe our one loss of the year. <laughs> well, you, you got USC it? coming to town on, on Saturday. You got Caleb Williams, the yeah. Heisman Trophy so, front I mean, Listen, if Colorado loses next week against USC, which it's very likely that they will, yeah. that puts them firmly out of the playoff contention, which means I don't have to hear about Coach Dion. I don't have to hear about what Coach Hall Pratt. of Fame. I don't have to hear about what Hall of Famer is coming to town this week. I don't have to see him on anything. I get I can just I can have football back. Right? I can have I can have my Husker football. I can have my college football and it doesn't have to be riddled with prime time. Okay. Yep. I'm excited for I that. uh can I do my like quick just a, my quick impression of sure. how Deion Sanders was right when he walked in after his getting his butt kicked against yeah. Oregon. He just kind of goes, "Oh God, mm, I was butt kicking, old fashioned butt kicking." Like it's exactly, <laughs> but, he, but it was just, it was those between the sentence like, mm, "Yeah," like had some Randy Savage, got some, <laughs> had some Randy Savage grunching. <laughs> you gotta, we can, we should find it and play it. Just <laughs> kind of that first first thing is like old fashioned butt whipping right there. Old fashioned butt whipping. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's what it was. It is what, what it was. was. You know what also was an old fashioned butt whooping? Yeah. Yeah, you say this it. Week. You say oh, it. Oh god. How did that go? How did it go? How did it go for you? It and how did it go for me? It was terrible on my <laughs> end. It, you cannot get worse than no. how Austin the Stash did in our picks. Yeah. And you cannot get better right. than Parker frickin' Siza, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I should have taken it to the bank, Austin. I should have went to the to the Warhorse, to Fawn or wherever. Should have went somewhere. Uh, I did not do it. You didn't did place any bets. No, no. Oh, I uh, it was it was a busy weekend. But you didn't uh, trust in, hindsight, in your own picks. In hindsight, <laughs> I didn't though. I did, but now I will. Now here's to know that I will. I will put. Uh, a, a whole lot into this, but yeah, I was four and zero. You were zero and four. Shall we go through kind of how how it looked last week? So I had Utah, the Utes minus four over UCLA. Utah covered that minus four and won by seven. 14 to 7. Penn State, I had them minus 13 over Iowa. I mean, Iowa, what a disgrace. 31 to nothing. They don't even that get. That was really terrible. There was. Penn State ran 97 play. I don't have the exact numbers. Penn State ran 90 some plays. Iowa had 
in the 30s of plays. So there was a 60-ish play difference, Goodness. which there hasn't been a gap like that ever recorded in college football. <laughs> that I mean, oh, Penn State was, was I mean, Iowa's a joke. I, you know, I, I don't know how Brian Ferentz is still there. So anyway, that Me happened. Either. Jackson State, shout out Logan Smothers, former Go Nebraska Cox. quarterback. Go Cox there of Jackson State. Uh, they won. Uh, they were minus four favorites over Eastern Michigan. They won twenty-one nothing. And then Arkansas. They uh, needed to cover seventeen and a half over LSU, and they lost by three. So they almost pulled out a big upset there. Yeah. But uh, they covered. Parker went four and zero. Uh, and Austin. He had the Ole Miss money line over uh, Bama, which it was. It was a game for a while. I didn't get to see that one. It happened right when I had a football game, but I did hear about it that uh, Ole Miss was going toe to toe, and the Bama just kind of Bama did late. what Bama does. Yep. Yep. Twenty-four to. 10 uh, Bama won. You took Iowa over over uh, Penn State. Iowa, yeah, you took Iowa to cover. They lost by uh they lost so 31 many. to nothing. So many. I picked Iowa, which was a mistake. I will never pick Iowa no, yeah, yeah, ever yeah, again. Yeah. No matter how good of a team they have, I yep. will never pick Iowa ever again. But like Iowa, their whole thing is low scoring yeah. games. That's their whole thing. I had a, a two scores worth of points, 13 and a half points. You're telling me that they're low scoring, this is who we are, <laughs> couldn't do it? Iowa freaking sucks, yep, dude. Yep. And usually usually when they're this bad, this is when it usually is like 10 to 3. It's yes. not, you know, it's 10 to 3, but you know their defense is not where it has been and their yep. offense is as bad as you can get in college football. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. You also did take uh, Michigan to cover Rutgers. Close. 27. Yep, they won by 24. Yeah, so, uh, it was but you close. Needed, you needed to get 27 there. And yeah. then Georgia, they were 37-point favorites over UAB. They won by 28-49 to 21. But, again, that was a game that was – it was within, like, 14 points in the third quarter. So that was. was. That was one where people were going, uh-oh. Like, Georgia, like oh, yeah. boy, UAB coached by Trent Dilfer. Uh, former Ravens. No. Yeah, Trent Dilfer. Really? Yeah, Trent Dilfer is the head coach of, the, of UAB. <laughs> I had no you idea. You didn't know that. I had no idea. This is news to me. Do you know what Trent Dilfer is like really famous for? Dilfer's dimes, baby. Yeah, those. Yeah. Didn't he have a quote that was like, you know, it's really hard to win football games in the National Football League if you don't win. Don't you remember that? You don't remember that? I do remember that. Oh he was my so, I'm probably, probably messing up that quote, but he was like, no, you, can't, close, you can't win games in the football, in, in, in the National Football League, if you don't win. Like, that was his quote. So, holy Trent cow, Dilfer, genius. I just, all I can remember of Trent Dilfer is him being, like, it looked like he always wore a suit that was a little too small. <laughs> And he was talking about Dilfer's Dimes. Dilfer's Dimes. Dilfer's Dimes. And I'm watching and I'm going, this guy was a quarterback? Yep. Looks like a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He was Super Bowl winning quarterback. And I'm like, pretty sure this guy should be talking about pass protection. Should be talking about run blocking the way this guy is. And I remember thinking that as like a high schooler or whatever he was. (laughs) Like, man, I was mean. I was mean. Yep. Now... Now he's coaching. Now he's coaching. coaching UAB and doing a fine job of it. He's doing a hell of a job. They hung in there with the Bulldogs. Is the quarterback for UAB throwing dimes? You'd hope. You would hope. You'd hope you if he's uh, if he's playing for the Dilfer dime himself. That's right. <laughs>
So yeah, Parker Siza, king go. of picks. Parker picks Siza. Parker yeah. the picker. Parker the picker. <laughs> Yo, Parker you go. Parker the picker. That is was not literally bad. that was literally what they called me when I used to work on a golf course too, because I picked the range. So they'd say Parker the picker. <laughs> so right. that was the first time I've heard that in fifteen years. Hell 10 yeah, years, dude. So, yeah, yeah. Parker the picker. Yeah. Well, you'll have more of Parker the picker's Thursday. Picks. Stay tuned. Thursday, yeah. folks. I was let's say this again. I was four and zero last week. Uh huh. We're gonna keep it going this week. We're gonna see what we could do. So uh, maybe pay attention. We've got I've got the go. discount double check doing the Aaron Rodgers <laughs> thing right now. Yeah, uh, we'll see what it looks like. Be awesome for you to go eight and zero in two weeks. That'd be huge. You're gonna have to put money on it this time yeah. for real. I, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. Have I will to. do that. I will do that. I'll go to the Me? War Horse in Lincoln and do that. There yep. we go. Me, I'm gonna fade myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna absolutely say what I want yeah. on air, and then I'm gonna do the opposite because clearly <laughs> I cannot pick. Yeah. This is my redemption you week, know, baby. I gotta say, I gotta say, I would don't I would stay away from the over thirty-five points, don't even touch. It doesn't matter who it is. Over thirty-five in this day and age in college football, uh uh-uh. uh. I I the, so, that's Georgia the UAB, is, I would have went, mm mm, mm mm. That's I, the thing. There's so much money that gets put on whoever to cover that 37 point or whatever, that 40 point. Yeah. There's so much money that gets put on that. But Vegas doesn't move that line. Mm-mm. And so there's a little bit of gamesmanship that comes into play where it's like, okay, Vegas hasn't moved the line. I'm going to go against what everyone's betting because obviously Vegas makes money. Yep. You, they don't make money by by having more people win than people lose. So there's a little bit of gamesmanship with that where I was like, man, I see where all the money is going. I don't, I don't I got to I got to shoot my shot and yep. I shot no, wrong. You're right. You're shot right. wide. You're right. Just like uh, just like Nebraska, Colorado, a few weeks ago, when that was Colorado was three point favorites. Everybody mm. was putting money on Colorado, but that line did not move. Yeah, and that met a lot of people. Then were like, hmm, hmm. Okay, now we're trying to play the game here. They go to the other side. Obviously, so people made Vegas lost a ton of money on that Colorado yeah. Nebraska game. There were so <laughs> many people that bet on Colorado. It was like a ninety-five to five split. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, Vegas did not win on that one. They win on a lot. They win yeah. on a lot, but not on that one. All right, now enough college football. Not on me. Football. They didn't win on me this week. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Parker Siza owns Vegas, baby. Uh, yeah. That's enough college football. Yeah. I, I've, I I have exhausted my ability to talk about quarterback controversies, guys getting hyped, pro, Coach Prime. I've exhausted my ability to talk about it. Instead, I just want to talk about who should be the number one team in the country. And that's Nebraska volleyball. Three straight wins over Let's top twenty-five teams. Freaking go, Three dude! Three straight sweeps over top twenty-five teams. How does that's it get better right. than that? It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't get better than that. And, and and very like not even like questionable sweeps where it was like, man, these are really close. No, it was Nebraska walked in, we own this court, and then walked off. Like yep. it's just so good how Nebraska is playing. We're spoiled. We're spoiled yeah. when it comes to volleyball because they are just phenomenal. And <laughs> not to bring it back to college football, but we talk about how uh, Matt Rule is a developer and Coach Prime is a is a talent magnet. Yeah, Coach Cook is both. Man, he, people want to play for him and people want to grow with him. And I mean, with Nebraska being such a young team, this is just 
it doesn't get better than this. This is this is truly what when you pick a fandom when you're little, this is what you hope for when you pick that fandom. This is why Yankees fans are so are the worst because they could say that they, just, they had all this time. Every year is so great. Every year is so great. The Husker volleyball is that, especially when they are sweeping top twenty-five yep. teams. I will say, uh, yeah. While I was watching a little bit last night, and even though even though the set scores were as follows: twenty-five, twenty-three, twenty-five, twenty, twenty-five, twenty-two against Minnesota, Nebraska got out to massive leads early, and both and all three. I actually don't know about the third set. I was watching sets one and set two. They got out to a big lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota kind of came back in the first set. Made it a little bit close, and they kind of went back and forth, back and forth until Nebraska packed the final punches at the end to take the first. And then I know there were, it was like fourteen to six in, yeah. in the second set. Minnesota had a strong comeback to get to twenty in that set. Nebraska wins twenty-five uh, twenty, and then yeah, third set twenty-five twenty-two. Uh, but yet you, another, uh, as we said, yeah, another top twenty-five team they take down in a sweep, three straight sweeps over top 25 teams after beating Ohio State over the weekend and then a week ago Sunday uh, beating Kentucky. But uh, to me, the most impressive thing with this is is just how many young players are on Nebraska and how exciting they are. Merritt yeah. Beeson uh, being a junior, Harper Murray being a freshman, uh, for goodness sakes. She had uh, led the team yesterday with 13 kills. Goodness. Um, and then uh, they've got Becca Alec in the middle who, uh, you know, she's really good defensively, like so good defensively, able to get those blocks. She needs to work on her offense a little bit, and that's what they've been uh, trying to get her to do as the season goes along. But, I mean, there's such a young team, and that's, I think, the most exciting thing about all of this, is they're the number two team in the country, and Wisconsin, they're number one. Um, maybe... Is there a reason why they're number one? No, I don't know. Other don't than, know. like, because truly, Wisconsin and Nebraska are... Just my, seemingly miles ahead of. Did everyone Wisconsin else. win the championship last year? Wisconsin. Oh, did they? I think they're defending I think, champs. I think they might be. Um, but no, they're not. No, they're not. They won in twenty one. That's right. And uh, then there was. We shouldn't talk about that. All right, moving. On. I'll look it up here. Twenty twenty. <laughs> But uh, no, Wisconsin though pretty good. They're they're undefeated. They're experienced. That's the thing with Wisconsin. Yes. Wisconsin's got a lot of upperclassmen, junior seniors. The reigning uh, Big Ten Player of the Year, Kelly Sheffield, uh, is a really really good head coach. Yeah. Um, so I, I Wisconsin I think is deserved. But um, yeah, we'll uh, come on. Where is it now? <laughs> what are you looking up? Looking up who won last year? Texas oh, won last Texas. year. Texas won last year. So uh, yeah, they won over uh, Louisville. That's right. Yeah, because we had former former Nebraska player um, right. who was at Louisville. Uh, who was the head coach of Louisville <laughs> last year? Was her name Kelly Hunter? Was that it? Was that who that it was? sounds uh, right. Whatever it was. Anyway, so yeah. Um, but uh, I, yeah, Wisconsin, number one. They're undefeated. I don't think you could take that away from them yet. And the last times they played Nebraska, they've won. So yes. uh, probably got to give it to them. I can't wait for that matchup coming up October 21st in yeah. In Lincoln, that'll be a ton of fun. Uh, it's gonna say who's who's number one. So yeah, it, yeah it's gonna be that's that's the kind of game that everyone is gonna want to go to. And I know that people are wanting them to move that to PBA. Yeah. Do you know if the, there are rumors that they will? Have you heard anything? Because Wisconsin currently has the number one indoor volleyball attendance record. 
They because Nebraska like seventeen seventeen thousand like that is what it, yeah, yeah yeah and so there are room not rumors there are a lot of people that speculate that if Nebraska moved it to PVA then they would retake that title as well for indoor volley in, is it indoor women's sporting event yeah, it would be indoor women's sporting event but yeah so there's there's not rumors there's speculation that that is a thing that Nebraska could want to do. But I haven't heard anything official. I've only heard it from talking heads. So I just looked up. PBA's capacity is 15,500. 15, okay. So Wisconsin volleyball record attendance. Just wanted to see what that attendance was a few 17, days ago. 16,800. Nope, nope. That was from a year ago. Hang on. 1737. So they need to find a way to get 1,500 more people into, again, they say the max capacity of PBA is 15,500. Yeah. So I don't but, know if that can be done. Uh, yeah, but with a, I mean, a volleyball court is slightly smaller than a basketball court. Yep, yep. Put people uh, on you the, can yeah. put a put more, few more people on the end. And then if you count people who work the game, then you can add even a couple yeah. more. You got to do the WWE thing where you just fake the number. <laughs> the number of like every single attendance record for whatever stadium that has that has had the attendance record broken by WWE is a flat out lie. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. There's no way that there were a hundred thousand people at whatever no, stadium. Right, right. Just wasn't a thing. Nebraska could just start lying about it. That's true. That's true. Well, who's yeah. gonna count? Who's gonna check? Show that's, me show me your math. <laughs> that's a good question. Nobody probably is going to pay attention to that. Do you really think do you think ninety two thousand three people showed up to that volleyball game? Of course in I stadium? do. <laughs> of course I do. You don't think <laughs> One hundred percent. Are you saying? Can we really quick share? Can we share a story real quick from yep. our boss? I don't think our boss Gene would mind us sharing the story about the volleyball game. Just really quick, then yep. we got to get to some other stuff. I'm sure. But uh, he went to that volleyball game in the stadium. He had four tickets. He was going to use those tickets to give to other people. Turns out there were some cancellations, so he had these four tickets to the volleyball game for himself. Mm -hmm. He went into the game with one ticket. He realized he got hungry, so he went down to the concourse in South Stadium, which was a zoo. You couldn't you couldn't sure. stand in a concession line for you know forty five minutes. You know that that would be how long you'd have to wait. So he had the bright idea of oh I have these three other tickets. I'm just going to walk out. No entry, so I'm just going to walk out. Uh -huh. And then get some food at a food truck right there. He did that, and then uh, so now he's got you know three tickets left to just use one of the other tickets to walk back in the game. So then there was somebody holding up you know right right outside the stadium. Somebody holding up. Nah, I need a ticket. Need a ticket. So Gene was just like, here, just take these two. So he gives him two tickets back. So he has one left. So he went out and got some food, used his one ticket there, and then just gave these other tickets to other people. Who uh -huh. knows if they use them? Sure. And then he used his one to walk back in. So he got counted twice wow. for that whole thing. Ninety-two thousand three people. It's probably only like ninety-two thousand two. Ninety-two thousand two is the real was record. Was counted there twice. Wow. On the, on the ticket scan, which is great. Goodness. So yeah, I That's guess it, awesome. it can't ever be accurate attendance figures and numbers. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean ninety two thousand three. I bet it was at least close. Yeah, but yeah, they when when you beat a record by how much that they beat it by, doesn't really matter. Nope, doesn't really matter. Nope. Now, if we were trying to go for the record for the indoor record and max capacity capacity is fifteen thousand five hundred, and we somehow fit another twenty five hundred in, yeah. 
Uh, that's <laughs> now we're getting into that. Now we're getting into some fishy territory. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I haven't heard any rumors that it's going to happen. I wouldn't anticipate unless we've heard. I mean, we're less than a month away from it right now. I feel like we would have had some kind of announcement. Maybe not. Like maybe they go, you know, because uh, you got to sell. T- how do you get Husker fans who have season tickets in the Devaney and they're expected to have because that's where it's listed as in the Devaney mm-hmm. and so people get their you know a lot of old people. Go to yeah. game. This is not discriminatory, but it's just like they get those paper tickets. You know, they're not getting electronic tickets, right? Mm-hmm. So h- how do you, you know, they have this, it says on for their Wisconsin game, they have their seat 13 row this in, in the Devaney Sports Center. So how do they change it over? There's different logistics. You but, send them a you know. commemorative. <laughs> it's already in a glass container. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I didn't like. Hey, I go to those volleyball. I'm not old. <laughs> volleyball. I love me some volleyball. I've, I've back in my day, well, they called it ping pong. A, we used paddles, and it was it was one on one. Grandpa, you're thinking of actu- You're thinking of table tennis. No, no, no. We called it volleyball back in my day. Anyway. Uh, volleyball old man sport old man sport that's right apparently it is apparently, apparently it, is. it is anyway uh so we're very excited yeah. for all of that and we're we're excited for nebraska to take on wisconsin and figure out who really is the number one team in the country because it's gonna it's it's gonna happen and everybody, it's gonna be wild everybody that i kind of listen to who follows volleyball a lot closer says that it's nebraska wisconsin and then there's like teams that are ranked third through twenty five in the top twenty five, but it's Nebraska, Wisconsin, then everybody else yeah. gunning for the title. They think that what they've seen from these two teams already this year is really starting to separate. So maybe these two are on a crash course, not only for the Big Ten title, but for the national title and, and they'll meet there in, in mid December. But we'll we'll have to find out. We can we'll o- find we out. can only hope. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Love to see it. All righty, that is going to do it for Husky, vo- Hus- Husky? Husky Volleyball. I hate myself. Husker Volleyball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this, Northern Illinois? Yep. Get out of here. NFL, uh, my fantasy football team is finally going to win a matchup. Finally. I'm crushed this You week. are. I was so crushed. excited when I was seeing like, this. Props to um, the other team there um, on the other side. Yeah, it, it just let me look at the score. Because I, this person has like over 200 points, which is a lot. Yeah, and they still have three players to go. No, they have 194 points. I am losing 194 to 119. Jeez. Um, and I have Joe Burrow left. All right, let's go, Joe. <laughs> yeah, is he playing? Uh, is, he's, is questionable. He questionable? he's questionable. Yeah, not he good. Is. Not good. And then uh, this other person has Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, and the Philadelphia defense all to go, and they have 194 points. They had a lot from Kenneth Walker. He had 31. Devontae Adams had 38. Yeah. Keenan Allen had 44 for this yeah. person. Zach Moss for the Colts had 24. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Geno Smith had 19. Zay Flowers for Baltimore had 20. That's amazing. I just got <laughs> I just got romped this week. So you what about you? Truly I have seen yours. I am gonna win. I am I have two people yet to play, and he has nobody. And I'm up 135 to 87 right now. But the thing that I want to point out is that I made two pretty spectacular free agency pickups that 
are you want to tout a little bit you want to you want to brag a little bit i want to brag a little bit put put that into some owner in a gm and an nfl office somewhere go hey listen i can do this that's right yeah i can i can pick up some players pick up some free agents what'd you do so i picked up and the funny thing is is that neither of these guys made it into my starting lineup which is fine because everyone else did great michael gallup for giddyup yeah giddy on up (laughs) 15 points for the Dallas Cowboys, which in our league, 15 points is huge because we've got so many dang wide receivers. And then Tank Dell of Houston. (laughs) That's a name. 26 points. And guess what? He's going to keep on getting them because all the other people in, in Houston are old wide receivers. They can't get open. Tank Dell is going to be my freaking meal ticket to the finals, yep. to the championship. Hope it baby. works out for you. Hope it I works. Hope, so the, hope, the, <laughs> hope the tank gets you going. <laughs> Was he the wide receiver? Yeah, he's a wide mm. receiver for Houston. He had five receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown uh, for Houston. I mean, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Also, my Green Bay Packers. Absolutely killing it yeah. on the with close games. Yeah, they had to come back. I think 18, 17, 17. 17 points down. Yeah. They were they were it was a shutout in the fourth quarter. Seventeen mm-hmm. to nothing. Jordan Love had a moment. I don't know if you saw this. He he. Uh, so they win the game, right? They they are ahead now, eighteen to seventeen. I think there was an interception or something like that. And then you know he's in Lambeau Field. It's his first start there. And the Packers, big comeback, right? Crowd's mm-hmm. all excited. He's up there as he's about to do some kneel downs. He's sitting up there just doing this to the crowd. And and the place just started to get louder and louder and louder as he did that. Gives me chills a little bit because Green Bay quarterbacks are a big deal. Like they've they've Absolutely. been they've been pretty massive in their big storylines year after year. And it's usually the same one, right, with Aaron for mm-hmm. many years and then Brett uh, many years before that. I mean, they love their quarterbacks there. You obviously know that being a Packers fan. It was like the christening of the new Packers quarterback, which I thought was cool. Now, my Broncos. <laughs> I'm so... Holy I, smokes. After we talked about how great of a picker you are, I was so excited to talk about the fact that your fantasy football team is losing and... <laughs> The Denver Broncos may have wow. been the biggest losers in NFL yeah. history last night. Never, never since the Dwight D. Eisenhower administration Oof. has there. 1951 was the last time an NFL team gave up that many yards. 746, I think, is what Miami had, and they scored wow. 70. They scored 70, and there were still eight minutes to go in the game. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. I don't know what to say. I really, I don't even know it's what to say. It's just so bad. It, because, you know, it, like, as a Broncos fan, the problems were Russell Wilson last year, you know, he wasn't playing very good. And now he's he's up, like, he's slinging it around. He looks good playing. Mm-hmm. Where did the defense go? This roster had one of the best defenses in the NFL consistently over the last eight years. That all just went away last week. It was it was wild watching well, that game. you know what happened. And the Dolphins are very good, though, by the they way, are. too. They are so fast. It's like watching a track team. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's amazing. Absolutely. But you know what also happened? Sean Payton... Put his foot in his mouth. Not not at the not during this week, but during the off season, talking about Tua and Tua had a redemption game yep. against him. I mean, what holy did he say cow. about Tua? He look up look up the the quote for me, Sean Payton on Tua, because my brother Eli told me about this because Eli is locked in on on this sort of stuff. But he basically said 
Tua wouldn't be starting in like four or five games. It is essentially... Uh, here's the full quote. So Peyton said from... Mm, whenever this was... It was during the So this was uh, three. The, just the tweet says, "Here's now Broncos coach Sean Payton 375 days ago." This was tweeted <laughs> yesterday. So 375 days ago, Perfect. whenever that was, Sean Payton said this quote: "I think at some point we'll see two quarterbacks in Miami. They played well yesterday with Tua, but Teddy Bridgewater, who I've had before in New Orleans, is an outstanding player, and I think that's one of the unique things about this year. I count eight teams where I believe we'll see multiple quarterbacks play, not relative to injury, just controversy, if you will, all that. So that's what he said. He effectively he said. said Tua isn't going to start gonna because be Teddy is the is going to be the guy. So Tua and went all. Tua said, I'm going to take that personally. And I'm going to put up 70 points of my own. Goodness. He sure did. He, he sure, sure did. did that. Fire Vance Joseph. Fire Vance Joseph. Get him out of here. Defensive coordinator. Get him out of here. The, yeah. If, if someone puts up 70 points on your defense, immediate grounds for firing. He's just trying to get back at Denver because he was the Broncos head coach. Uh, so what? They had Gary Kubiak. They won the Super Bowl with Kubiak in 2016. They hire he retires because he's uh, ill, uh, has health problems. Mm-hmm. 2017, they hire Vance Joseph. He's here for two years, gets fired, and then Fangio is here for two years, brings a defense back in a great way, mm-hmm. and then you know obviously slow rolling. He gets fired. Nathan Hackett. Packers OC yep. comes ruins the Broncos. <laughs> and then Sean Payton comes in, hires Vance Joseph, who coached the Broncos four yep. years ago as the as the head coach, hires him as defensive coordinator. Vance Joseph, he 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 didn't want to be fired. He's trying to get back at Denver. He's trying to sabotage Denver from within. He shouldn't have fired me as head yeah. coach. Maybe, no, I'm just kidding. I believe I it. I could see that. I could see it. Absolutely. I love that. I love uh, that take. That's awesome. I hope that's not the case, but I still think <laughs> I still I don't know why Vance Joseph is I, after this. How do you honestly keep your defensive coordinator after 750 yards of offense? No, against idea. you, amazing. Couldn't tell you. So there's a big golf thing coming up. Yes, What's I put happening? this on the rundown just because I wanted to mention it. This is my favorite sporting event. Oh, this is my favorite thing, and I'll tell you why. This is so it's the Ryder Cup, right? It happens every two years. It's a golf event between the United States and Europe. And the coolest thing about this is, you know, sporting events like the Super Bowl get a lot of eyes. You know, yeah. players get like an extra stipend for getting in, getting to play in the Super Bowl, and you know, forget all the money that you get from sponsors and stuff like that. Uh, that are into that. Well, this is like, this is, you know, it's the U.S. versus Europe. It's team style, so they play matches against each other. There's no, like, prize money for any of this. There's no money that players get to play in this. The only really? thing that they play for is the the pride and the bragging rights of saying, yeah, my country beat yours. Europe has had a lot of success over the United States in the past, but the U.S. has a strong team going into Marco Simone golf course outside of Rome uh, Italy, so looking forward to it. I think uh, I think the U.S. can do it, but I love the Ryder Cup. It's like it if you watch it, you, you it's like sickos know what I'm talking. The sickos know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a phenomenal event that uh, I love. But it's right in the middle of football season, so it's always hard to you know to get a lot of people to care about it. So. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's what that's what I'm gonna be doing this week. Well, good. I'm Watch excited for you. I will not. Be, no, but yeah, I'm you very excited <laughs> that you will be watching yeah. golf once again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you got going on? 
this week, it's mostly just a lot of work. I'm looking forward to uh, my birthday week is weekend is coming up. Uh, October 16th is uh, my birthday. And oh, so- I got a birthday before yours. Then. Mine's October 8th. Oh, so great. Eight days of eight. That's what I'm talking That's about, right. man. That's, That's right. right. But you're going to be 29. I, I am going to be 29. Right. So you're be like a year, almost a year older than me. Yeah. I guess would be. Yep. Just about. So you're going to be 51 turning... weeks older than me, pretty much. Is that how much, <laughs> that's how much older you are? Yeah. Doc, so, so you're going to be 28. Yeah. Goodness gracious, my wife has been giving me crap this entire time of like, because there's like there right now, Liz and I are both 28, but in October I turned 29, and she's like, "You're so." Old, oh, really? You're, you're almost thirty. <laughs> Gross. I'm a young, spry, twenty-eight years old. It's like what? Get out of here, lady. Talk to me in a year. Talk yeah. to me in two years. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then I'll just be an old thirty-one-year-old. <laughs> right. So, what do you mean I'm 30? You're 32. Yeah, you're 31. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will never be younger than my wife. That is a true statement. That will never be fixed and i just have to deal with it that's how uh (laughs) that's how time works you know that's how the the concept of time just keeps on churning it does just keep on tick tick ticking it keeps on churning just like siza and the stash two cats talking about sports we will continue to churn on and talk about all things sports you, you can expect our picks on Thursday mm. where Parker will mm. take his picks to mm. the bank mm. and make, yes. make you, make him, probably make me money because I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not betting on my picks. You can look for that on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening to this week. I'm Austin the Stash. You can find me on Instagram at Radio Guy Austin. He is Parker Siza. Search for me on Instagram, Twitter at Parker Siza. There you go. Thanks so much for joining us this week. We'll see you on Thursday. Peace.